Let's bring in Troy Rank. And I wanna, I'm going to talk about it. And we'll just bounce it off Troy here. Yeah. Um, Kareem Jackson out of the mix. P.J. Locke in the mix. Now, I'm not drawing a straight line from Kareem's absence to the Broncos winning, but the best Broncos football has come with uh, uh, P.J. Locke playing the safety spot, and his impact continues to be felt as recent as Sunday in, in L.A. Is Kareem Jackson, when he comes back, no longer the starting safety? Has that ship sailed, Troy? Yeah, I mean, it'll be hard for him to start just because the number of games missed at that point. A month in, you know, you're missing a month of the season while the defense is playing well. And honestly, if you look at how the season was supposed to start, if P.J. had been healthy in training camp, I think he would have started initially and that there was still a role for Kareem, whether it was nickel, whether it's dime. And again, he's a captain. He's probably the most respected player in that room. So there's a, a role for him. So even if he's not starting, I, I do think he can bring something to the, the group, if you will. They love having him around, that safety group, the entire secondary. So there's still a role for him when he comes back. I just think it's going to be more of a complimentary role. Uh, and again, the other thing you have to remember is P.J. Locke has struggled with health as well. So when people say, well, you don't need Kareem, that's, that's foolish, given the injury issues both of these, you know, these guys have had. And secondly, he can have value without playing every down. He can be, again, a nickel. He can be dime. He can just be that mentor for when he comes back for the final couple games of the regular season. So, for me, he absolutely has a role. Uh, after this year, I, I don't know what that would be necessarily. But, again, the guy's been in the league for 14 years. He's wanting to be part of this. I know it's pained Kareem when I've talked to him, not being part of the winning, because that's why he came here initially years ago. So I think he will have a role. But if they continue to play this way and P.J. continues to play this way, obviously P.J. will be the starter. Troy, the Denver Broncos have four more games left. Four more. And they could be in a postseason if, if everything goes the way that they needed to go. With that being said, who needs to step up on the Denver's offensive side of the ball? Well, they're going to still need a little more from the passing game. I've talked about how they, you know, trying to get Jerry Judy more involved. It's just at some point Jerry has to take advantage of opportunities. The one long pass where he got kind of turned around, Russell led him into the sideline. That wasn't a great pass. It wasn't a great read on his part. But not getting that second foot down, that hurts. I mean, that's an easy touchdown in the NFL. You're taught every day as a receiver, toe drag swag. and so. But they need more, and that's why I'm curious to see if we see Greg Dulcich starting against the Patriots, if he's back for that game, could that give this passing game a layer it does not have over the middle of the field? And, and again, Cortland Sutton's got to continue to play at the level he's playing. That's a lot to ask. I already has 10 touchdowns. He's four away from the franchise record. But for me, Judy's got to find a way to have a big game or two in these last four. There might be unlimited opportunities, and the X factor could be Greg Dulcich or the tight end position. I mean, Troutman's shown up a few times, but – Dolchich could be an X factor for those last couple games. Yeah, I, I tweeted this earlier today, Troy. Um, it's it's a crazy stat, and you mentioned this about Sutton, but it's true. It's a crazy stat, but Cortland Sutton now has as many touchdowns, and that's ten, which is tied uh, tied for second in the NFL, looking up only at Tyreek Hill. But Sutton now has as many touchdown catches this season as Shannon Sharp. Ed McCaffrey or Brandon Marshall ever had in a single season in a Broncos uniform. It, 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 does that compute and register uh, for you, Troy? Yeah, I mean, again, first thing, credit Cortland Sutton. He realized after the last couple of years he had to do something different. He trained differently. You know, he's taken to different coaching. His body type's a little different. 
I mean, guy had twenty. He had in his previous twenty six games entering the season, he had two touchdowns. He wasn't producing, certainly at the level of his contract, and he just decided, hey, i got to do something different, and he did. And Sean Payton has identified that, obviously, and Russell Wilson trusts him. I'm not shocked at the number completely, given the number of targets he gets in the red zone when you look at the all-time greats, because some of those guys, Sharp and you know Anthony Miller, it might be an exception, but Sharp, McCaffrey, Smith, they were on great teams, so it was you know just a lot of mouths to feed. On this offense, there's not. Nobody else really scores touchdowns other than him. Javante's kind of getting into the act. Russell scores a few. But it's largely dependent on Sutton making plays in the red zone, which he's been amazing at. He's been the best receiver in football. But if you look at his numbers, his numbers are more like Shannon Sharp. He's on pace for, you know, 950 yards. But then, but wait, what? He's going to have 13, 15 touchdowns? It's like a great tight end, and he's been amazing, amazing uh, a couple of different times at Buffalo, and then that one-hand catch was right below me in the press box at SoFi. That's as good as it gets. So credit to him. They are going to need some help because teams are going to take him away. And I know people say, oh, a 50-50 ball. Again, teams are not going to let the Broncos beat, get, you know, beat them with just Cortland Sutton, so somebody else is going to have to step up, whether that's Mems, whether that's Judy, whether it's Brandon Johnson, there, it, you know, and there might be one moment for one of those guys or two moments. But credit to Sutton, number one. It is an unusual stat when you think of the all-time greats like Demarius Thomas and, again, Rod Smith, Ed McCaffrey. But the one unique thing is those guys were on teams where there were a lot of mouths to feed, especially Demarius. Yeah. And so I'm not completely shocked. But, again, I give all credit to Sutton, who's just changed his game, changed his approach, and just, you know, stop. Don't talk about it. Be about it. And that's all he's done all year. Troy, the Denver Broncos play on a Saturday, not a Sunday, a Saturday. How much will that affect the way that they play this game? And also, how did the Denver Broncos beat the Lions? Well, number one, it shouldn't – they're not really adjusting their schedule this week. They're just taking a little bit of time from each day and moving it around. But, like, today's their regular off day. I thought, you know, would they work today? They have to have one off day, obviously. But So today's their regular off day. And they're just – Sean Payton talked about yesterday how, you know, tweak things a little bit. Friday might be a little different in terms of getting some stuff in and going into the walkthrough after that. But the the one thing I said when they hired Sean Payton, whether people always difficult with the media, I mean, people don't care about that. And I understand that the reality is he's a really good football coach and he's got a really good staff that coaches their positions well and hold guys accountable, which was largely absent all of last year. So I think they'll be prepared. They know the stakes. December's all about details. It's all about playing winning football. You put yourself in this position. So they'll be ready. And I haven't covered a Broncos team, Phil, this confident since 2016. Mm. But that team finished 2-4 and four down the stretch. But that was the last Broncos team I covered that went into games believing they were going to win on the regular. And so that's where I, I really like where they are. The keys to the game, it's that same formula. Jared Goff is not playing particularly well. The Lions are slumping. you got to get takeaways. You can't give it away and make a few plays in the red zone. That's who they are. Their defense is nasty. It's got an identity. They got swag to it. They want to change a game. They've had more big plays than Shakespeare. Let them loose. Vance Joseph has figured it out. I got Jaquan McMillan. I got P.J. Locke. I got Browning. I got Cooper. These guys are coming from every angle, and they're looking to just do damage, to write diaries of havoc. I was talking to guys in the locker room after the game, and they're like, we wanted more time on the clock because we're all competing to get our numbers. That's a great sign. I love but it's it. like, we want to still be out there because I want to get my sack. Can six different guys have sacks in that game? So that's the formula. 
forced Jared Goff to be uncomfortable. Over the last month, he's looked much more like the Goff with the Rams than he has with the Lions. Forced him into a pick or two, and you got the formula to win. If they don't get takeaways, they haven't proven they can win. So that, for me, is the largest key. Take it away. Don't give it away, and you can win a close game on the road. Troy, are you to the point, because I think I'm here, where I'll be disappointed if they don't go to the playoffs. If they go 3-1, and one, they're a, a, more than likely. they're gonna. They would have to catch red light after red light to miss the playoffs if they go 3-1. and one. And it's to the point where you look at the coaches that they'll face and look at the quarterbacks that they'll face, the way that this defense is playing – it's like it, they have risen the expectation on the fly, and that is now where I'm meeting them. Where are you at uh, in terms of being disappointed if, if they don't go to the postseason? Yeah, I mean, at this point, because of the AFC games they have left, Chargers, Ra- Chargers, Patriots, Raiders, I mean, those are all eminently winnable games. I mean, Chargers have mailed it in. Saley's going to get fired after the season. The Braiders, you know, Pierce likely won't be there when the season ends. And Belichick's having the worst season of his career, you know, since Cleveland. These are all games you can win. And that would be the disappointing part is, for me, I say 3-1 and one just to be realistic. Because if you're saying 4-0, oh, and you're saying they're going to finish the season on a 10-1 and one run. At that point, I mean, then all options are open. If they finish 4-0 and oh at 10-1, and one, no team would be hotter in the league than them going into the playoffs. And there's nobody in the AFC that scares you right now. Right. Like you guys talked about earlier, Miami just absolutely stepped on the banana peel last night. Baltimore doesn't have Mark Andrews, and they're still shaky at times. And Lamar Jackson, I love the guy. He hasn't proven it in the playoffs. Kansas City's offense is just not the same. They're not. So if they go 4-0 and and end up 10-1 and down the stretch, heck, I mean, you're thinking they're going to for sure win a playoff game, but I would be disappointed because of who they play, and those teams have nothing on the line. But it's the NFL, the final month, things get weird. Injuries all, always play factors, but this team's set up for me to go 3-1. and one. You could lose this game. I know fans don't want to think that, but if you win the three AFC West games, or the three AFC games, you would then be 7-5 and five in the AFC tiebreaker at 10-7. and seven. I think that gets you in. Obviously, if you go four and zero, you're in. There's no doubt. Yep. But three and one with seven and five in the AFC would get you in. Be the first playoff berth since Super Bowl Fifty. That is meaningful. Really, really meaningful. And I would be happy. I mean, not for just the players, but Broncos country that's just actually starving, starving to see this team back in the real games. Troy, the Denver Broncos went one and five where we wanted to fire Vance. Okay, everybody was screaming fire Vance to now Vance is the reason why we are doing so well. At some point, when can we say that Vance is going to have that opportunity to be a head coach once again? What does he need to do to do that? Well, again, if they they get to the playoffs, he's going to get interviewed. He has to. It'd be go down as one of the greatest turnarounds by a defense in league history. Mm. And it is the reason they're winning. It's not like, oh, they've had some defensive plays and, uh, you know, play here or there. Their defensive stats are that of a great defense over these last seven weeks. And if they finish that way, remember this. They lead the league in takeaways at 24. They lead the league in fumbles recovered at 13. They've had 14 sacks over the last three weeks. Those are the kind of numbers that get you hired as a head coach. If you stay on that track over these last over the last month, he's definitely going to get an interview for sure. I, whether he gets a job you know, so much depends on that. And, and it's harder for defensive coaches to get head coaching jobs because if you look at the NFL right now, mm-hmm. all the best teams for the most part are led by offensive-minded coaches. Even Buffalo's dealt with this. Is this the end of Sean McDermott? So 
I'm not going to say Vance is going to get a job. I will be shocked if they don't if they reach the playoffs if he doesn't get a few interviews. Yeah, he, no, that's definitely going to happen. That is definitely going to happen if they go to the playoffs. Uh, Troy, great stuff as always. He's got more big plays than Shakespeare. I'm putting that in my back pocket, <laughs> partner. <laughs> oh man, uh, thanks, Troy. You got it. See ya. All right, there he goes. Troy Rank, rocks heating in there.